All right, people, if you have listened to this podcast before, you know Art of the Trek is a great place to plan your backpacking trips. Our friends over at Art of the Trek are working hard to research and add things like campsites, trailheads, and scenic locations to their public map. The good news is that you can now add your own points of interest to the map and help your fellow adventurers plan their trips. That's pretty cool. If you have something like a favorite campsite, trailhead, or a scenic location that you'd like to share with others, please head over to artofthetrek.com, turn on some points of interest from the overlays menu, and select the orange plus sign at the bottom of your screen to help your fellow hikers plan the best trips possible. If you contribute at least a dozen or so of these, Art of the Trek is going to send you a free swag bag. That's pretty sweet. Welcome back. It's been a while. You know how long it's been? I looked it up. No. It's been over a month Oh, since our last podcast. Oh, my God. And another fun fact is the last podcast we did with Kyle, with Mr. Kyle Hates Hiking, was by far, by like a large analytical margin, the most listened to podcast we've ever done. Weird. Like, I'm talking 50% better than any, any of the closest other episodes. Why is that? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, that's cool, though. I've meant to tell him that, too. Wow. Congrats, Kyle. Congrats to us and Kyle. Um, <laughs> I, get some, I, need, I need some bourbon. So, yeah, we've been out for a while. Um, the reason being, uh, if you check us out on Instagram, um, we've been out in the west, the western part of the United States for the last, like, three weeks. And then before that, uh, on and off. I got deathly sick. And uh, yeah, threw the stomach flu in there too. Not COVID. Not COVID. But speaking of COVID, big updates. Um, we're one shot in. We're one shot in. And you got the same one I got, right? Yeah, we're rocking the Moderna. Hashtag Team Moderna. So, um, so speaking of that, I know I I told you this, and I I've said this a lot, but we're gonna do the call-in show. I know. After we get that second vaccine, it's, it's we're licking doorknobs. We're <laughs> licking doorknobs. Yeah. After we get the vaccine, everybody's invited over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> oh man, somebody just asked us, and I completely forgot about this. What what happened with Kyle's chair? Because we got all that money. I don't know, actually. Um, yeah, we gotta figure I, I, I got to figure that out. I, I got to look at the super chat thing, because um, I think you need to. I think you have to have a hundred. Oh gosh, Kyle Share <laughs> Fund still coming in. <laughs> Brittany Collins, ten bucks right into Kyle Share. So, I think I honestly, I think you have to get a hundred dollars in super chats before they'll cash you out. Okay. So we're definitely not there yet. And I'm not saying, please do not, do not give us money for Kyle's chair. Yeah, yeah. No more money for Kyle's chair. Kyle's, he's set up. He's going to be good. Don't worry. <laughs> don't, yeah. All right. Make him pay, pay for it. Yeah. Thank you, Brittany, though. Um, that's that's very yeah, nice of you. That's really cool. Um, okay. You have the comment. We'll actually pay attention to the comments yeah. um, up here. It's been a while. Let us know if like the audio goes out or anything like that. That's always, uh, that always happens. All right. What are we drinking? Okay. Is it super strong? Is it good? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> oh, it's uh, this is Redemption. Oh, that's good. High rye bourbon. That's single, good. This is interesting. This is single barrel select. It was picked for Ohio. Yeah. Uh, shout oh. out to my mother-in-law. Got that. Yeah. No, it's good. It just caught me off guard. <laughs> it's strong. It's really good. Yeah. Redemption. It's and Indiana. You got, and you got some some bourbon picks too. Yeah, we're going to have we got a lot. What did you get? Andy won. Well, Andy didn't win, but Andy. My father-in-law won some single barrel select eagle rare. We got uh some Stag Junior out west. Oh yeah. We got some good stuff. I got some store picks out west as well. Yeah, we haven't we we'll, I'm sure we'll discuss the bourbon situation in Nevada is in, is so much better <clears throat> than Ohio. Yeah, it's good and it's bad. It's <coughs> it's good because it's not I don't think it's what they call allocated, meaning the state like allocates the supply yeah. for the stores. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of up to the stores, I believe, on what they're stocking and where they're getting it from. But they okay. also don't they also don't control the prices. Right. It's not like Ohio, right, where it all yeah. it all costs the same. So meaning like you buy it. Yeah, like so liquor stores could be like, This is a really popular bourbon. I'm gonna mark it up because people will pay. And it. that happens out there. Yeah, I pay I paid a little bit more. And, do, and doesn't that happen um in Kentucky as well? 
because I remember when we went to Total Wine. See, in Ohio, in Ohio, it kind of sucks, but everything costs the same no matter where you are. And when we we went, I'm checking the yeah. When we went to um, Nevada and Kentucky, that wasn't place. All right, so that is the the topic of discussion for tonight. So also, we got to shout out that we're going to do the official because a lot of people ask us questions on Instagram. We're going to do the official Q and A. Next week. Yeah, next week we'll do the official Q&A. We'll devote some more time for it. And then after that, we got some more guests coming back. We'll get more into the groove of things. Yeah, yeah. We're back after a month off. It was a good month off. It was good to be back. Yeah. So um, should we talk about Massacre Room? I have some uh, highlight. I have some like points, some key points to discuss. Well, before we go jump into that, so uh, a new video just got released oh, of, yeah. a, of an overnight of an yeah. overnight that we did in Nevada called uh, Massacre Rim. It was a Jeep camping overlanding so, f- trip. First topic of discussion. Well, hold on. Let me explain okay. why we chose this. Okay. Just All right. you, you you got a million thoughts going. I got. It. Let's go. I'm ready. So it's been like six weeks since we've done this. Yeah. It's pent Ke- up. So Kevin and I were in Nevada visiting our sister, niece, and nephew. Um, we wanted to do a bunch of backpacking out there. And uh, we chose not to do a bunch of backpacking, even though we brought all of our gear because the snow, the snow levels in the Tahoe region were still a little crazy. Um, yeah, so we packed like everything. we did. We this is the first time we've done this. We were it was kind of you know it was kind of spontaneous. We we're like let's just pack all the crap. We'll figure it out when we get out there. Mm-hmm. So we packed. We packed for winter like mountain. Yeah. So we I brought a lot of stuff we didn't end up using, and then when yeah, we got out so. there. The snow, I mean, I was just, just telling my sister, I think I was like, I'm just, I'm done with the cold camping. Yeah. <laughs> we put in our time. <laughs> Even though this trip, which we'll get to, was very cold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with the snow and the cold. And like, that was fun. And having the hot tent is a game changer. Yeah. And it, <laughs> I can't see a winter trip where we don't take the hot tent. And no, no way. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's like, it's like the Florida Keys. Unless we're going somewhere where the wood situation sucked. Yeah. So anyways, we get out to Nevada and um, our brother-in-law had been talking about uh, Massacre Rim, uh, which is, Kevin will explain what it is, but he had been talking, he had mentioned it on and off. While you talk, I'll pull it it up. He had been mentioning it on and off for a little while about driving up there and and checking it out and um, staying out there. And it's known as a, what they call a dark sky sanctuary, which... Yeah, we're getting educated on these dark sky sanctuaries on the comments, and I really appreciate it. It's actually very interesting. Um, yeah, okay, here we go. So um, this is just a, like a website that talks about it. So I didn't know this was the thing. I didn't either. So there are these certain areas of the world that because of the geography, because of the fact that they're so far from any artificial light source they're like these designated dark sky areas and apparently there's a lot more of them than i knew than i than i knew make this a little yeah bit uh, so you can see us. The, uh according to to poucher who commented there's one in ohio actually i, I, I would believe that I, w- I would too and then um boundary waters is a dark sky yeah someone told us about that and too. then uh, yeah someone commented that katahdin the area of katahdin is also a dark sky sanctuary. that also makes sanctuary, sense yeah so the point is, you know, you can go there if it's not cloudy and you can see like all these, like, as you can see on the screen right now, you can see like the, you just see all the, like the Milky Way. You can like see all the stuff that you couldn't normally see yeah. because there's no light. And like, honestly, there have been many times backpacking, backpacking, you get some pretty good views, mm-hmm. uh, but this, this place is supposed to be like magnitudes better. Yeah. So it's a very, I don't know. So anyway, but, but. It's also important to note that, uh, what was it? Nevada is like 60, 66%, something like that, public no, land. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's like 85%. Oh, I thought it was like in the 60s. The state of Nevada, 85% of it is owned by the government and is designated as Bureau of Land Management. Yep. Which is very cool because they're very loosely regulated, other than like Area 51 and that stuff. Yeah. And, so- uh, but it it gives it gets some great opportunities for recreating. It is crazy out yeah. there. I mean, if you just live in Nevada, I mean, it's, it is a random place to live. Let's say you're in like Reno, like we were, like Carson City, like you can drive, you know, to to the east a mile or two, and you're in the desert, and you're like dune bugging and like yeah, 
stargazing, whatever. And then you drive to the West and you're in the mountains of Northern California. So it's like timber country, you know, it's yeah. like mountainous. So, and they're so close that there's just like so much stuff to do out there. Um, and part of that is because there's so much of this BLM land. Um, and so that's where we went in. I, I, I should uh, pull this. I should uh, find a, get some Google, Google maps up. Yeah. And those of you that watch the video, uh, our brother-in-law has a Jeep Rubicon. You we, could, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, you could not do this without that. You needed a lifted, a lifted SUV with aggressive tires and the ability. Aggressive tires. And I was pretty, I was pleasantly surprised with how many pickup trucks I saw out there in that. Yeah. I didn't realize you could do that kind of stuff in a pickup truck, but you definitely need, you needed um, something lifted, I think. Yeah. And you, and tires, man, because I mean, it, the, the dry, I mean, probably half of the trip was on a dirt road. Yeah. It was, it was a four and a half hour drive. About half of it was on a dirt road. And then probably about 50% of that was on a road that was like, I mean, you can't you, calling it a road was like boulders. That's it's incorrect. Yeah. Right. Okay. So here we go. So I, let me, before I make sure that's the lake bed. So this gives you, we'll get this up on the screen here, folks. Once I can get this out of the way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's four and a half hours north of Reno and all right. So here we are. Um, this kind of gives you a, a general sense for like the scope of things. So right up here. So, uh, you can see California, right <laughs> here. <laughs> like you, is, is that's the only way to describe it. It's just like there, you know, and there's like the dried lake bed. If you zoom out, you can just see like, you know, Reno and stuff and Tahoe is down, down there. So it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, and the, the actual sanctuary area itself is probably like, it's, it's like 30 or 40 square miles. Yeah. So it's a san it's like a, in a sanctuary area inside of public lands. And the only access as Andy kind of talked about is like, if you want to drive path, it's a dirt path. Or, I mean, of course you could walk in, you could backpack in, um, but yeah, yeah, you could, you could, you could, it, it, it would be interesting. Um, but yeah. And when we say dirt path, no, it's like sand, boulders, rocks. Um, but it yeah, is, it, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not dirt. It's like jagged rocks yeah. and stuff, but it is like an established kind of Jeep trail, um, that runs a few miles through a certain area of it, which we took, but like you, then there's nothing. So we, we got in the Rubicon. We got up in there. I will say the drive there, as we discussed, was beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I've never been to, a non, I've never been to non-Las Vegas, Nevada, you know. There's a lot of cool stuff in Nevada. Um, and driving north, it was beautiful because you got like beautiful mountains on one side and then you got the desert on the other side. Um, so I was kind of blown away by that. And there were people rock, rock mining uh on the side of the road yeah yeah like looking for they, rocks, there's like a certain geodes. there's a certain term for it that they that they uh rock rock, rock jockey <laughs> i don't know rock hounds <laughs> anyway <laughs> so we go up beautiful drive we get up there and what were your first thought what, what were you what were you expecting i don't know i i think i was expecting like the area to look different than the area that we had been going through but it was all just open desert it's just it's endless desert yeah i don't know what i was expecting to be honest but uh so the thing that sucked is of course we went there and it was cloudy so <laughs> <laughs> we could still see stars <laughs> like hold on we got preface that it's never cloudy in this part of the country yeah i was we were in reno i was there for a week Literally blue skies every freaking day. Yeah. And then the, the night we go up there. Although it was cloudy, but, and if I put some pictures on Instagram, we yeah. had some windows. Yes, we did. And, um, I, in the video, like you, I got up at like four, you got up at like midnight and it was just. So, yeah. yeah. So we stayed up. So the, 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 so you, it's actually cool. You can look up the optimal window for these sorts of things. And the optimal window was 9 PM to I think 2 AM. And so part of that, part of the challenge of this is just staying up. Andy was crushing a cold brew at like 7 p.m. Because we don't, we don't normally stay up that late. Yeah. And the window just starts at 9, 9 p.m. It doesn't, you know, it, 
it takes some time till it's like peak. So anyway, at 9 p.m. rolls around and we have some some breaks in the clouds. They weren't great. I took some pictures. Um, they were okay. We're like, oh, this sucks. But it was still fun. It was still fun. No, it was. I mean, it was cool to explore like that type of landscape in Nevada. Yes. And seeing the dry. I've never seen like the dried lake beds. Yeah, we'll get to that. But anyway, I woke up at midnight because I had to pee and the clouds had lifted and it was it was just like yeah. gorgeous. Um, it was beautiful. Luckily, it was just too cold. I was like, man, it's too cold. I'm going back to bed. What, what were the lows that night? Did it get into 20, the... 27. 27, yeah. yeah. So it, we'll get to that. I was not expecting that. I wasn't either. Um, I was like, it is cold. I got some pictures either. I'm going to bed. And you, so you got up at four and it was the same. And then in the, in the morning, the clouds were gone. So we got a little bit of it. Um, and as I said on the drive home, I don't think you need to drive four hours from Reno to get good stars. They won't be that good, but... Um, Reno's or Nevada's just so sparse that you can uh, you can just get away from the city and there's not that much artificial light. So I don't know if you need to go to this place specifically. And if you if you are going to go check the cloud forecast because it was very accurate. I was like, it's like the rain forecast. Sometimes to say it's going to rain, it doesn't rain. No, they were spot on with the cloud forecast. Yeah. You know, 60 to 70% coverage starting at like 6 p.m. Ending at like midnight. God, what are the odds? What We're in the desert one night our entire lives. Yeah. It's freaking cloudy. But I, I want to talk about first um, just camping in general in the desert. Because this is not something I have ever done. It was actually very difficult to find spots to, to set up tents. Because you got like sagebrush bushes. Like they're not close to each other, but they're, you know, not more than two or three feet away. So trying to set up a tent without one of those bushes under it is is was actually kind of hard to do. And there's horse shit everywhere. Yeah. Wild horse scat literally everywhere. Yep. Like you couldn't like you had to, that was an as much of as an impediment as not finding any land. Um, so that sucked. And to t- to top it off, when we got there, it was ridiculously windy. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was that probably sucked. the windiest conditions I've ever had to set up camp in. When you set up a non freestanding tent <laughs> in wind, you're really like I, I would. I would sacrifice the extra pound to have a freestanding tent. Right well, now. we were Jeep camping too. And we could have brought one. Yeah. Yeah. How did Michael get his tent up so quickly? Ours were a pain. We had that thing. It up. was bad. Um, and you know, and I will say though, the tents, once we got them up, they handled like champs. But if you you'll see this in the video, each tent stake out. And first off, loose ground. Not firm ground. Right. Loose ground for stakes. Yeah, it was like sandy, bouldery. Sandy. On every stake, you're putting two to three large rocks. Yep. And we were using eight to nine stakes per tent, so eight to nine piles of rocks. But it it worked fine. Yeah, and then luckily the wind like pretty much was gone. The wind died. Like seven. Yeah, the wind, it was just when we were setting up. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. And uh, then it went away, and we just, we didn't, you know, we didn't really need those rocks after that. And then uh, sun started going down, and the temperature just plummeted. So next next thing I'm not used to, I mean, it was 70, 75, 80 during the day. Yeah. Not 80. Not 80. Maybe like 70. 70 plus during the day. And like by what, by 8.30 or 9, it's in the 50s. Yeah. I will say that the one cool thing is, so it did suck. I mean, you're waking up in the 20s. So the low temperature was in the late 20s. But when we went to bed at like 10, it was still, it wasn't like, it was like 40s or 50s. Yeah. That was nice. Because normally in the winter, you go to bed. And it's just when you, when you go to bed when it's like 25, it sucks. If you can go to bed and it's above 50, like, and then just when you wake up, you're just freezing cold. Yeah. Temperature swings. And I was very surprised with the amount of moisture because we had frozen. Yes. What's that about? I think it was from just our breath, the condensation inside the tents. I was like, oh, we're in the desert. This is going to be, we're golden. Dry tents, dry sleeves. Dry tents everywhere. And I had ice frozen on my tent. Yeah. I had to air my tent out. I had ice on my sleeping. Yeah. You had ice. Yeah. I was like, God, 
can't dodge it. So the irony here, part of the irony is I was like, God, we're not going into the Tahoe Mountains. I don't want to deal with the cold. I don't want to deal with the snow. But it very well could have been warmer in some parts of that lake that lake than yeah. where we went. I was yeah. not anticipating 27 degrees. No, I'm glad I brought all my down. I was winter prepared. And and it was April, and I'm going to say it now, I'm done with the winter camping. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's April. I can't believe I'm doing that in April anyway. And God love winter camping. It's cool, but it really does make you appreciate non-winter camping. No, I, I, I agree, and I just can't wait to get back in the hammock again, too. I haven't been in the So hammock. that was first, first, I had a couple topics I wanted to talk to you about, and one of them was, you've been doing... I've done like four or First five off, Do you want to address any comments at all? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, people are joking that it's not a podcast until I start slurring my words. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, seriously. I'm fine. Hey, I got to respond to that comment. I know. <laughs> uh, let me see. A lot of good information about dark room stuff or uh, dark I Guys, will say Dan Bezak um, said there's one in North Central PA for stargazing. Um, I took the YouTube camera, you know, shot a video, obviously, and I'm trying to get more into photography, and it was really cool. I have a few on Instagram; they're not great, but they're better than anything I've ever taken. It was cool to get into, you know, astrophotography, take pictures of the stars. I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. And our, our nephew brought his uh, telescope. Yeah, that was also cool. Yeah. Um, uh, but. Going back to, I've been sleeping on the, so actually what's really interesting in 2021, I've slept on the ground the entire time so far, which that isn't is that interesting, which isn't that many three nights, nights four nights, well, I think it's four nights. Wow. And three of the four it's nights three, yeah. or three of the four nights were in the hot tent. I think Did you do three hot tent nights. I can't remember. You did at least two, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. But three, three to four nights. Yeah. Any, uh, Every night that I did in the hot tent, I slept great. Yeah? Yeah. I slept really good in the hot tent. You didn't sleep good in the Altiplex? Oh, the Altiplex is just like, this is why I sleep in a hammock. <laughs> what could, what, what was so, because there's just, it's not uh, roomy? Yeah. I, I, a thicker sleeping pad probably would have been better. Like, were you cold? That's not the tent's no, fault. I, I wasn't cold at all. Um, yeah, I, I just felt cold. cramped. I was touching all the walls. I probably, somebody, a couple of people made comments that the Altiplex, of course, was Pitch too low should have risen it up. I know that is that is rule number one. Every time I pitch it, is I go as high as I think I need to go, and then you got to go like an extra like like two or three inches. Um, yeah, it's so true. Dark Sky Park outside Champaign, Illinois. So this is these are all over the place. Okay, it was cool. Yeah. I mean, so anyways, it was cloudy. Yeah. Uh, rookie move on the Altiplex. Uh, I don't sleep in a tent. Learn. I I hope not to learn, but uh, I wonder if we can talk about no. The tent, do you know what I'm talking about? The tent that they said they're working on? No, we don't want to drop that for them. That's true. They didn't say we couldn't talk about it, but all right. We we ask permission all first. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. So, Altiplex, and then, you know, my my feet and my sleeping bag were rubbing Z-Pax against. Z-Pax is designing a new, pack, a new tent. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Okay. And so, I rubbed my sleeping bag against the, t- the tent walls, which, again, isn't a big deal on a car camping one-nighter. Like, who no, cares? No, But, right. uh I just sleep so much more comfortable in a hammock, but I will say the hot tent nights I did. They were, they were fine. It, you like the X therm. He, she, he's been sleeping on a Neo air X therm all these nights he's discussing. Yeah. And so you really like it. I liked it for the hot tent. I felt I was great. I mean, we slept on snow in the hot tent. I was warm all night. Here's a question. I'm going to answer just because I see it right there. Militia dad says, how much water did you guys have to haul in? Great question. Or was there a source nearby? Great question. We will answer the second part first. There's no water. There's no water. No sources. Anywhere out there. Like, like, I don't think there was any water, like water we could have had access to within like 30 miles, 40 miles. This is one of those places where if you're backpacking, you gotta, you gotta get permission to use cattle troughs. Like on the CDT, like the first. Right. (laughs) So no water anywhere out there. We brought in for four people, which I'll tell you how much we brought and how much we ended up using. We obviously were like, we're overkill on water. Always. We're Jeep camping. We're going to bring way more than we think we need. We brought three gallons of water for four people. We drank two. We drank two gallons, yeah. though. So each person had a half a gallon of water. That's a decent amount of water, yeah. considering the trip was like 24 hours. Yeah. Um, but no water anywhere. 
having to do a do you now do you think you would do so do you think you would do a multi-day backpacking trip out in that like topography yeah it'd be small miles because i gotta carry that's the water you got a two-day water so when we were first going out there before the the dark skyrim before tahoe got canceled like backpacking up there i was like let's just go into the desert and backpack i don't know anything about it there's very few YouTube resources on it. Shout out, to, shout out to Base Camp Chris. Base Camp Chris. If you Google like backpacking Nevada desert for as big of an area as it is, there is nothing, no resources. Yeah, it was hard to other copy. than Base Camp Chris. And see, everybody's just like, just go to the BLM and walk in. But we're like, where do you go? That's the, where do you but, park? But it's so true. That's what they say. They yeah. go literally go to the BLM website, look for some cool stuff, and just go there. And to us, we're like, no, we need a trail. You don't need a trail out there. You can just walk. Yeah. You know, uh, that's not how it is out there. It's like you just drive, drive on some road. You're going to need four wheel drive or something. Park, get as far as you can and park and then just go. Yeah. There's a lot of people will that's like creepy. A lot of people use like Google Earth and stuff like that to look for like canyons and rock formations to go explore. Um, now doing that with a Jeep multi day. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. That is truly overlanding, which is something I wanted to discuss. What is overlanding? Google it. I I, know. No, I Googled it. Um, it is literally defined as camp, going to and camping in places that are hard to get to. Hmm. You specifically using a car. Yeah. So it's just like, what happens if it breaks down? That's why you bring the freaking SOS thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, how do they? How do they get you? I mean, they can't bring a towing. T- I mean, do they just bring another Jeep in and winch you and tow you out? I, I think you got to have multiple people. To like, you got to have tow straps or something to pull you out. Like, what if you break, like, an axle or something like that? Yeah, so it's funny yeah. what you say that because... Because when, it's when rough. I be, when I be planning this trip, I'm like... Like, when we plan our backpack trips, I'm like, all right, we need to have a contingency plan, worst case scenario. and some And usually that is... Bring in the Garmin in reach or knowing how to get to sell cell coverage, but we don't have a broken axle on a car to deal with. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole new logistical issue, right? Like you need a tow truck. I think, I think from what I've seen online, like you go with like a group of Jeeps and then like they'll pull you out or something. I don't know. So is this, is this a thing though? Like, can I, yeah. can I go book a trip and be like, I want to go with a group of like 20 Jeeps. I want to go into the desert. I could see this. I can see this being cool yeah, in Utah yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a thing. That'd be fun. I know. You know what else? We, That'd be super fun. Yeah. Um, It would be fun. And you could do some different types of recreating as well. Correct. If, if, you, if you're into shooting, like a lot of people I knew I, when yeah. you said that, I'm like, he's talking about shooting guns. Isn't yeah. He? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a thing out there. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Just <laughs> bring it, buy yeah. a couple cases, bring some things, some some oh. targets. <laughs> Two Cross says Base Camp Chris is awesome. Yeah, so I, I watched a bunch of his videos yeah. too. I really like his videos. Yeah, they're really good. Um, yeah, Base Camp Chris, check him out. He's he's where is he based? California. In California, Northern yeah. California. I think a- so. another thing I didn't realize is if you live in Northern California or if you live in Northern Nevada, they're very close to each other. I mean, if you live in Nevada, you can drive 10 miles and get a totally different vibe in Northern California. It's kind of cool, kind of a cool perk of living there. Yeah. Just, you, you obviously want to live in the Nevada side. <laughs> <laughs> you could text way less and then you could just drive over. I was like, that's that's the play. Mark Haas says, bring an extra axle and tools. Is that real? I, I bet on yeah. these big trips we're discussing, I, I mean, why would you not, between 20 people, bring a couple... You're definitely bringing a lot of spare tires. I was incredibly, um, I was incredibly impressed with how the Rubicon tires handled handled those rocks. Because you're you're driving over rocks that are like this, yeah, like left and right. And you you brought it up. You were like, didn't you say something? I was like, I was like, Michael, how are we supposed to? Ch-? He's got a spare. I was like, how? And he's a full size spare. Yeah. And I was like, uh, how do you, how do you change the tire on this? You just use the regular jack? Because I don't think he had like an uh, like a off-roading jack you know like one of those big no i don't know and i think i think rich i think the night i think i think rich had one he was like do you want to take it and he's like i think we were like no we're good (laughs) (laughs) another thing that people do for this though which i know you knew about and we had access to is they will deflate their tires yeah which michael even said it we might have wanted to consider that you know (laughs) yeah 
Um, here's some. And so, you bring an air compressor to reflate them. You yeah. had an air compressor though. We had that, and we had fix a flat. Yeah, correct. We did have both of those. Yeah. Um, some 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 other hilarious things. We got some comments of like from people apparently who uh, do a little bit more overlanding or jeep camping in the video, and they're like, "I can't believe you brought backpacking food." Yeah, like, true story. <laughs> yeah, that's like a thing. <laughs> well, here's the deal. We packed for a backpacking trip, and we just got super lazy, and we brought it. But they're absolutely correct. You should be bringing fun food. You should be Steaks. bringing the propane stove. Yeah, you should be bringing it all. No fires out there. Propane stove, for sure. That would be perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just kind of... Honestly, we do you know what happened? Like we so Friday Thursday night. So and, so this is what happened. I was out in Reno. Andy was flying in. I'm talking to my brother in law. I'm like, I'm like, what are we gonna do, man? I'm like, I'm like, I do not want to go into the snow. I th I thought just maybe first week of April there might be some areas in the mountains that don't have snow. That is so incorrect. Yeah. So I'm like, what are we gonna do? We got to pack for snow and. And the whole, the whole reason was we'd been watching the cloud forecast and it just looked so bad. And we're like, we should not drive four hours. It's going to be cloudy. And we woke up that morning at like 5.30. I'm like, dude, where are we going? And he's like, he's like, F it. Let's just go to Massacre Rim. If it's cloudy, who cares? It'll still be fun. And yeah. so that's what happened. That was the genesis. And then you had just packed everything. We just had all this backpacking food. And it was all packed up, ready to go. Like even our packs. I mean, you brought your pack. Yeah. And we just threw it in and went. I mean, if we were doing this again... I'm bringing the inflatable air mattress, like camping air mattress. Yeah, I'm bringing like a like a Coleman. Burner. You're bringing a 30 pound Coleman tent. <laughs> I'm bringing a full car camping setup, and we screwed up not doing that because we could have gone. We could we could have gone to Walmart and gotten that for like 30 or 40 bucks. I know. You know. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, it definitely. Something I, I, I'll do I again. I've forgotten how to car camp. I know. <laughs> we haven't. We we used to car camp. A lot, and we just don't anymore. Even yeah. though car camping is so much fun, and in that area of the world, it's very popular, and you can go to sweet campsites. So, so there are a couple talking points. First off, there are some good comments here. Yeah, Two Cross says my brother is in Utah going off roading today with the Jeep Club near Moab. See, that, see, hook yeah. us up. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, wasn't Devin saying too? Like, there's a bunch of camping with those like dune buggy or razor yeah, things. Yeah, there's a specific. Yeah, there's something, Devin, drop it in the chat. There's a specific, it's like sand crawling. I think it was sand crawling. Ah, something like that. Um, just so much fun stuff to do in the desert. Um, yeah. This is a good question. So um, uh, I'm from the West Coast in BC. At what point of the year do you need to start worrying about snakes and other poisonous creepy crawlies? I'm now I've gone past the comments. So I can't see the bottom of it. Ah, uh, creepy crawlies in the desert environment. I don't know. I mean, we hold saw. On, I saw on. a scorpion. We had one animal encounter. We yeah. saw a scorpion. It was like. Do you, now, do you think if that thing stung you, you'd be in trouble? No, I don't think most of them will kill you. Preface this: it'll though, hurt. I did activate and bring the Garmin. So here's the thing: I have this thing now. You got to pay a yearly fee of like twenty or thirty bucks just to have the ability to, to do a one month subscription. But once you do that, it's like fifteen bucks. I thought that was a possibility, though. Like. Rattlesnake or scorpion. I thought like those were the, you know, we talk about a common, you know, threat. Yeah, assessment. I love how the scorpion was right next to my tent. Too. It was like this big though. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't a big one. No. Now, are there snakes out there? Because everyone talks about it. Everyone talks like, you know, rattlesnakes, but is that actually like a thing? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, we so just... I don't know the time of the year to answer your question though. <laughs> so Cody Howell just gave us a super chat, $4.99. Oh, thank Thanks, you. Cody. Um, enjoy your content. I don't have a question. Appreciate the videos. Maybe this will pay the gas for the long distance shots from the last vid. Hey, thank you. Yeah, thanks, it will. Cody. Um, it definitely will. All this money goes. I'm trying to think of our next um, AV upgrade. It might be your M50 or two more of these. You think, dude? That's twelve hundred bucks. At least one more. <laughs> this channel doesn't make that much. Money. I know. Um, oh, this is this is a sweet comment. Chris Regan says, I'm actually heading out on an overlanding trip tonight in the Pipestone area in Montana, packing now while listening to y'all. All right, so that's awesome, by the way. And I think this is a big hobby, right? So Montana, yeah. Utah, Nevada. With all this public land and these trails, these fire roads. Yeah, yeah. You just need, you understand why people that live out there have these like sick 
four by four vehicles. Yeah. And like Reno's like, it's either a G- some type of like lifted Jeep or Short truck or yeah, like a Toyota Tacoma. And I'll tell you what, especially after being in Colorado, I'm really liking those Tacomas and, and the, what's the bigger one? The, um, oh, the, the, uh, cause I was trying, yeah. so I tried to rent a Tacoma um, the Denali. The, no, 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 that's no, a GMC. No, it's the Toyota. Oh, the Tundra. Uh, the Tundra. The Tundra. Yeah. Those trucks are pretty badass. Yeah. Um, I'm liking trucks, you know. Until everybody wants to borrow it. And that's the thing about <laughs> having a truck, man. <laughs> Especially if you live by your friends, you got a truck. Everyone wants to borrow your truck. Two cross scorpions hurt like hell. Limb will swab. Okay, so it's nothing to be trifled with, but maybe it won't kill you. Um. Uh, two cross also says snakes are there, but hide from you. Colder it is, less they move. It was cold. That's true. That's a good point. They're cold blooded. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, we don't know sh- crap about the desert, so <laughs> so we don't know. And and it was hell. <laughs> everyone's saying yeah, everyone's saying tundra. Tundra. <laughs> tundra, this is like tundra. Fifteen seconds delayed. <laughs> Do you know? Uh, speaking of to- okay, speaking of Toyota trucks. Oh god, that's funny. So have you heard of the the Toyota Helux? Helux? No. It's not in the U.S. Okay, it's uh, it's kind of like a uh, Tacoma, but apparently better. But everybody raves about them like all over the world, except they're not in the U.S. I think it's the Helix. I everybody also talks about. I that. know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. I know what you're talking about. I didn't realize, and I mean, this might blow your mind. The Tacoma is built on the Rav Four chassis, and the Tundra is built on I think the Highlander. Makes and then, sense. And then, or maybe the Forerunner chassis. I don't know. Makes sense. We're going off on trucks now. But anyway, a lot of the four-wheel cars there, more of them were trucks than Jeeps, Yeah, honestly. I would do a lifted. Or some vans. There were some lifted vans. I would do a lifted 4Runner. Dude, sick. Yeah, sick. I know. Yeah. So before this trip even happened, you and I oh, were... look, I ride around a 97 4Runner with 313K. Oh, dude, that is awesome. Yeah, that's... Those Toyota cars, man. Yeah. I, I drove a Toyota. My wife drives a Toyota. They're the best the best bang for your buck bang for your buck um shake out shit lit yeah i lived in tucson had to shake out shoes before putting them on see that's creepy see i slept with my i slept with my shoes in my tent i did i didn't oh (laughs) i I, I can't rookie move i know did you shake them out no you didn't think about that yeah oh there's not gonna be scorpion even though there's a scorpion right next to your tent (laughs) that's really funny yeah um so okay so there you've already hit on there are a couple of things i wanted to discuss first was camping in the desert we've kind of discussed that windy it was rough super temperature extreme everything covered in dust no uh, no shade full sun so we kind of talked about the other thing i want to talk about we've we've kind of hit on it is how sweet is the west oh god i mean in terms of outdoor recreating like it is like if I realistically asked you to gauge how much better is it out there, like if I said a hundred times better than living in where we live in Ohio in terms of how good the outdoor recreating is, do you think a hundred times would be like, oh, so de- like, yeah. like, I don't know what the right word is, yeah. like overkill? No, not overkill. And I think one of the things that it has to do with is, is access. And everybody that's ra- certainly and, and, that's certainly one part. Yes. And everybody talks about this and it's so important. It's just like there's access for everybody in tons of different environments, whether it's the mountains, the deserts. And like that's part of the culture. That's what you do. And proximity. Yeah. Proximity to access like Ohio. Even if we if we drive an hour to go to something kind of cool for Ohio standards, we're like, oh, it's not bad. Like an hour. An hour radius out of some of these areas in the West, like Colorado or Nevada, where we were, or Utah, an hour radius gets you everything from these like high alpine mountainous fly fishing, backpacking environments, to, like yeah. desert to Moab to like Zion to like that sort of stuff. Whereas Ohio, an hour radius, it's just more of the same green overgrown stuff. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't want to crap on Ohio. No, too much. And, and something, yeah. something I, I, another thing I wanted to bring up on this was co- coming back to Ohio after being in Nevada and Colorado for two weeks. I love how lush it is here. Yeah. It's so green. Uh, I mean, it's too green. There's overgrowth, super green. Whereas in the desert, everything's brown and dry and there's dust everywhere. And it's like, 
even in the the high alpine areas there, it's just dry and dusty. And coming back to how lush and green it was here, it, it gives you an appreciation for it. Yeah. Like, no pun intended. The, the grass is always greener. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, even though that can be a pain when you want to backpack in it, when everything's overgrown. But I don't know. It was cool. And and honestly, not not to, not to talk about climate change, but did you know? Did you know this? So one of the one of the things that's happening with climate change is the Midwest is getting a little bit wetter. Oh, I knew, yeah, I knew about that. And a little bit warmer. Yeah. So they say we're going to have the same geography as like, you know, four or 500 miles south of here in like 30 years, which is like Virginia, North Carolina. <laughs> it's like nice and warm. It's like, it's not bad. So... That's how I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to these dry, dusty areas out west. So it might get worse. But here it's just lush and green. And I don't know. You get you get an appreciation for that after going out there. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like the I don't know, just access in the geography. So it's beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's just mountains. I don't know. It's so different. The, the Midwest is such a different space when it comes to being in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's just easier out there. It's just easier to get to stuff. It's and easier a, to do stuff. And like you said, access and variety. Because mm-hmm. you got skiing, you got uh, deserting, you got hiking, you got snowshoeing, you got fly fishing. Yeah. You got like biking and running because, you know, yeah. there's a lot of space and paths. You got trail running. Yeah. There's some bigger variety can, of activities yeah, people do. Can, lots of good river systems and lakes. For, Rafting. Yeah. We didn't even, you know what I mean? Like, Ohio, what do you got? You got... Uh, you got some backpacking. I mean, we got all that stuff. It's just kind of... we don't like, have all that stuff. I, I mean... I guess we kind of do. Yeah, we kind of do. I guess we do. Not on the same level. Not on the same level. We have fly fishing. We have uh, trail running. Yeah. We have all that stuff. It's just, you know, way worse. <laughs> um, two cross. We're in the golden age of global warming. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, a lot of Toyota talk. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love Tacoma talk. You know what? You know what is a you know what is a sweet Toyota. That's freaking awesome. Too? Like, huh. a, like an old Toyota Land Cruiser. Those are but, sick. Yeah. yeah, Toyotas are awesome, man. They just know how to build cars. Um, here's a question for us from Chat Morgan. This is a great question, and this is one I ask myself a lot. Do you guys plan on going back to Isle Royal? I would like to at some yes. point in my life. Um, in fact, if this year, you know, we had two weeks, which is kind of an anomaly. I thought about a two-week Isle Royal trip. That's how you would do it, and I would want to right, do... Right, that's how you do it, and mm-hmm. you do it fishing-focused. Fishing-focused. Now, yeah, right. Like, I, I don't mean hiking it. I mean, we're taking a canoe or something, Yeah, you know, but two weeks. Yep. I Yeah, definitely. I would do Isle Royal again, fishing-focused, and uh, I'd probably do a lot more base camping and fishing at lakes. Yeah, absolutely. Like or, a few days. And then navigate the out the uh, outskirts of the island and then also two weeks is a must. You can't yeah. even touch No, you, you need, if you're going to if you're going to it's such a pain to get out there that if you're going to make the trip, I mean, you know, for us 13 hours in a car and then a 4-hour freaking Edmund Fitzgerald boat ride yeah. to this <laughs> island. If you're going to go out there, I mean, most people we were on the boat with were going for two weeks. Yeah. And they were, and they were like canoeing, kayaking type of thing. Yeah. So to answer your question, we, yeah, we're going to go back. We're going to go back. Um, this, they're planning a trip this September. Fantastic time to go there. We were there. It's going to be cold. Um, that's when we were there. Yeah. It, it depends when in September. Be cold and wet. Yeah. If you're there late September, that's a lot different than like early September, end of August, which is when we were there. Still had mosquitoes. <laughs> no black flies. Um, yeah. Man, uh, that makes me miss Isle Royal. So awesome. Yeah, here's a comment about um, New Mexico. I think New Mexico falls into what we're talking about with Definitely. this overlanding, like just vast nothingness. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so different. It's so different than what we have here in the Midwest. It's it's crazy. And even the just on the east, even like like Maine, like that area, it's so different than... New Mexico, Utah, Colorado, Nevada, like that dry, arid yeah. desert is just crazy. And if you haven't been there, it's kind of worth going to. I mean, I don't know if I would go there over other places, you know, like um, like the Colorado Trail or something. But I would do some desert thing, you know. Yeah. You know what's crazy, too? And I was just going back to Isle Royal. 
the logistics of getting to Isle Royal are way more complicated than going out to Colorado or Reno. Yeah. Or yeah. LS. You got boats. You got long drives. You got weird airports um, flying there. So if we go back, though, we're taking a seaplane. Yeah. Yeah. For, for once for sure, in a lifetime. Right? I mean, it's not that much more expensive than it's, the boat. It's actually pretty common. It's, it is very common. Um, I think it was like, I mean, the boat wasn't cheap. The boat was at least 40 or 50 or 60 bucks each way. Yeah. I think the seaplane is like 300 bucks. Yeah. So the seaplane is probably two or three times, probably three times more expensive, but it's 20 minutes versus like four, four, four to five hours. And you can get, you can get into like sent, you can get into different parts of the island a lot quicker. Yes. Yeah, so you can get, you have a more, you can, there's more flexibility on how you get to the island and where you, which part, which end of the island you get to, which yeah. is huge. And uh, there are options for resupply too on Isle Royal. And I think when we go back, we're definitely staying at the hotel. Oh yeah. So, last so, night. So something I thought about. So when I, when, you know, this video, I was like, is this really the, like the massacre rim? Is this really the most remote place ever? And I was thinking, I was like, Isle Royal, so remote, you know, a hundred and like, not a hundred, not a hundred, 40 or 50 miles from the coastline. But uh, but, but, not from Minnesota. Okay, 50 miles. Right. No, I get what you're saying. No, but the whole point is there's a freaking hotel on the island. There is stuff on the island you will never be more than 10 to 30 miles from. Versus in the desert, you're 50 to 100 miles from anything. Like if, if a serious medical emergency happens, you're in a better situation in Isle Royale than you probably are. Yeah. I mean, there's in so the many, middle of desert. Yeah, I mean, the there's there's multiple ranger outposts on Isle Royal, and there's rangers walking the trail. So, yeah. So I do think, even though Isle Royal, you know, from the from the look of it, looks more remote, I think I think the desert. There's just nothing in the desert. It is crazy. Yeah. And it's not like oh, there's nothing. No, there's like a hundred miles of nothing in in these directions, and it's. Yeah. You do not get that in the Midwest with the population density. So very cool. Um, got some good comments. Oh, Maroon Bells in July. That'll be well, awesome. Probably that four pass loop. And um, we have not discussed it at all, but we're going back to Colorado. Yeah, we're going to try to get a couple more sections we're of the squeeze CT. that in this year. So absolutely love Colorado. Yeah. It's just, you've heard us rant about this before. It's logistically easy to do. So Yeah, considering, all things considered, Colorado, because yeah. we can fly direct there for pretty cheap Yeah, for flight standards. And then it's only a few hours outside of the um, only. I mean, getting to the stuff out of the airport can be in major pain. Yeah. But uh, access for us to Colorado is pretty easy um, versus some other places. It's, it's not so bad. But so... Um, we'll talk, I think we'll probably talk a little bit more about it at the Q and a next week, but there's a Colorado trail trip forming for this summer. We're going to just squeeze in before this TRT trip. Yeah. Which we haven't really talked about it. And that trip is fast approaching. I know. I know. You know, uh, there was a good comment in here from Terry loon. It says, what's your favorite hike experience ever? It's a good question. Uh, it's Isle Royal's got me thinking now we had a great time in Isle Royal. Isle Royal was awesome. Yeah. Isle Royal, Isle Royal, or Colorado Trail. Yeah, I think I think they're both different, um, but Isle Royal was very unique and and very remote. And so just it's it, it, it just the vibe. Yeah. There's a good vibe there. Although Colorado, they they have a good vibe as well. But Isle Royal is just so unique. Um, I think it's it's a bucket list. You got to go there. Mike's Trail Archive says are. Are y'all picking up from where you left off on the CT? Not sure yet. May skip around. No, I don't think so. Um, I thought about it, and then I was discussing this while out in Colorado. See <laughs> the locals. I tell you, they're like, there are such better sections of the Colorado Trail than what we did. And then but I was like, that's not the point. We want to start at the beginning and hike it. But dude, there, like, if you get far into it in the San San Juans, yeah. Um, it's way better. So I don't think we're going to be congruent. I think we're going to skip ahead. I do. We are going to hike the whole Colorado trail in my lifetime. I swear to God, it's awesome. 
Um, but I don't think this summer we're going to pick up where we left off, which would be segment seven. Yep. Um, I think we're right out of break. Let's look at like segment 20 or something. I don't know. Um, going to be an interesting year for permits. 2,500 people applied on glaciers opening day for advanced reservations. Jeez. <clears throat> so this brings up a great point and something I was told while out in Nevada. So in Nevada, and I'm sure it's happening in other states, they have had to super crack down on the amount of people at RV and public campgrounds. Yeah. Because of this whole COVID thing, and it makes total sense, and, and it, we have embraced this. People are going outside yeah. more yeah. because of this COVID thing. Yeah. People renting RVs. Yeah. People are rec- outdoor recreating in mass. 2,500 people on one day. And Glacier already... Is like the most like isn't it one of the most visited parks in the in the U.S. I don't Have know. We been there? I've never been there. Right? I've never been there either. Yeah, I, I we live vicariously through David Gray's trip videos to Glacier. Speaking of David Gray, man, we gotta we gotta see him. Yeah, is it was it it was was it his sixtieth birthday? I don't know. It just he happened. just had a birthday. I don't yeah. know what it was. Shout out to him. Um, have you guys ever thought about doing the West Coast Trail on Vancouver Island? I know what that is. I don't know what that trail is, but... It's, it's uh, a lot of beach hiking. Watched uh, several series of Alone, and I'm ready to go to Vancouver Island. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that looks really sweet. Now, I've never been to that biome, too. So, it's a rainforest. Right, um, right, right. But uh, I, I remember watching somebody's trip videos, like, years and years ago on the West Coast Trail. And like it's uh, that's what it's called the West Coast Trail. Yeah, okay. it's on it's on Vancouver Island. Okay, and uh, like people were walking through these like little like seafood like outposts where there was like seafood boils going on. So wow. like in the middle of your that's trip, cool. Yeah, you get some fresh crab or clams or something. Pretty cool. So that'd be cool. The CT is amazing. <laughs> jumping, jumping ahead, ahead, say twenty plus. Yeah, yeah that's you what we've would, heard. Oh, Matt uh, hippies. Yeah, I am, yeah. I am familiar with you and what you post on Instagram. You're all about that area. Yeah, okay. That's what I was thinking. I, I was looking at the collegiate peaks and like past there. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's what we're doing. But then, and then I don't know like how far from Denver is that? It's got to be like yeah. four hours. I don't know. Logistically. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> the chair. <laughs> and hey, I haven't, I haven't even said this yet on this podcast. This is first off. Appreciate the super chat. This is six ninety nine Canadian. Wait on, Very camping is illegal here in Ontario. If so, the outdoor video. Wait, I can't Ontario. I can't. It's my here, I'll read it. You read it. So Mary Rouse sent us six ninety nine Canadian, you. which is like fifty bucks U.S. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm joking. And the other way. <laughs> camping is illegal here in Ontario. So the outdoor wow. vids are so nice. Love hearing about your adventures and living vicariously through you all. Yeah, they gotta they gotta change that, dude. There that's are more so, lockdowns that's, out that's there. So cr- I know. And like you know, I complain. I mean, listen, we haven't talked about COVID, and what, these but, podcasts used to center around COVID. I know, but why shut off the outdoors? Because you don't want people congregating there. Is that the that's got to be the rationale, right? Yeah. But I mean, most states in the U.S. took the opposite approach of like these are things that you can do and, during the lockdown. And there's been some, there has been some scientific research coming out now that shows that UV light outdoor really does degrade the coronavirus. Oh, well, first shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's go lick some doorknobs. I can't, and you know, dude, yeah. I can't tell you how good it feels to get that at least that first shot yeah number two i mean it's just like hell. number two is gonna suck it is what it is but even after the first shot a few weeks into the first shot you got some pretty solid immunity and just traveling it it's just a weight off your shoulders knowing that yeah when you get vaccinated you know you might still get it maybe worst case scenario you get it but you are not going to get it that bad you are not going to get hospital. I mean, hundred percent protection against hospitalization and death. A hundred percent, unless you get the Johnson Johnson. Yeah, no, no, you know, Pfizer or Moderna. Yeah, no, no, you want the Pfizer or the Moderna? <laughs> just we're just teasing. Get whatever vaccine you can get. The Johnson and Johnson is still one hundred percent effective against hospitalization. You know, they're investigating those those blood clot deaths. Okay, they're investigating that. It might not have been caused by it. Right. Uh, but anyway, it's. I was just happy to get it before traveling. But honestly, 
traveling, flying, no issues whatsoever. I'd never felt unsafe. Masks, everyone was distanced. None of my flights were packed. Nobody was distanced. Nobody was distanced. No, it was packed. I was just going to say, this spring traveling, the no, airports were packed. packed. The planes I was trying were to sure get it. But I will say, <laughs> incredibly, incredibly high mask adherence, both in the terminal and, and 100% mask adherence on the plane. Otherwise, well, they, kick, they, they, they get with you. Yeah. I, I flew Southwest, and they... They harassed some people for the, the types of masks they yeah, had and how they were wearing them. I know. It, I, hey, I mean, you know, we all got to wear them, people, you know. But they, the 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 flight attendants were like, they, it was not like lackadaisical. They, they were going after people. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully this, uh, this is coming to an end here. So, Yeah, but dude, we have literally been saying that for a year now. I know. Like last April, we're like, ah, we got this surge in the spring. When was our first live stream lockdown? It was was early March of 2020. Yeah, from my basement. From Andy's basement. And uh, I I truly, first off, I'm pretty proud and amazed by the fact that one year later, we're we're at least partially vaccinated against it. That is fast. Yeah. That's very fast. But it's still a year. I, I mean, know. that's so much time. And COVID is not, even if when the rates go down, the, the effects are not going away anytime soon. No, no. And they got to figure out how to get these vaccines out to like countries that can't afford to like drop billions of dollars on I research. I mean, we will. I mean, that's one, yeah. th- one of the good things about, you know, Western culture and what's happening is I think, you know, I think they're doing a good job about, you know, because we have to stop it everywhere if we're going to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> stop the COVID stuff and promoting the vaccines. Hey. Hey, we just, yeah. Hey. This is what we're going to do here. It's all this COVID antibodies getting to my head. Yeah, all those um, microchips telling you what to hey, do. Hey, I do think, you know, honestly, it's a choice. I, I, I do believe the government should not force you to get a vaccine. No, not at all. You know, and they're doing that in some countries. Yeah, no, I'm um, just like, okay, we got to reopen the country, get your vaccine or as, don't get it. As my response to everyone who comes at me with that is I would let the government shove a two by four up my ass. If it meant we could just go back to real life, you know, I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of everything. Like if you are, if you just like miss swallow some water and start coughing in public, I know you get shame. I know. I mean, I am done with that. Whatever you got to do, if it's microchips, whatever, I'm willing, you know, that's been my take on this. Is this another? <laughs> no, there's some more Canadian super chats. Okay. <laughs> Militia dad, $10. Don't know how to change to us fun, but I want to thank you guys for your continuous content and podcasts. I listen to you while driving all day at work. You make my day go by faster. That's awesome. Hey, Sorry. There's been a lag. So true, uh, true story. Um, 10 Canadian is seven ninety nine USD. So, awesome. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Exchange rates getting better there, Canadians. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Two years ago, I went to um, Toronto. Have you been to Toronto? Yeah. First off, couldn't couldn't be a bigger fan of Canada. Yeah, I love Toronto. I love Canada. Um, I've been to Toronto. It was incredible. Um, but with the exchange rate, it was super cheap to go there as an American. Yeah. Um, I've done a decent amount of outdoor recreating, and he Canada. has. Canada has got it right. On a lot of things, including yeah. outdoor recreating specifically. But not right now. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. there is at least a little bit of evidence that shows that you're somewhat safer outside. Now, I don't, maybe they think that, that these places are just going to get swamped with people. You know, I don't know what their, what their rationale is. Yeah. At least, you know, I will say, um, being out west, and, and I was in Colorado. I was in, a, in an area in Colorado where you it was mandated you must wear masks outside, mm-hmm. which was, uh, I'm an Ohio man. We're like, they <laughs> don't care that, here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Ohio. Ohio is like, nobody's wearing masks Wait, outside. Wait, so they, they, that town requires it? Breck? Mandated, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and, do you know, and do you know what they have? The banners. So this is in a ski town in Colorado, and the banners say, be the reason we have a season because the, these towns economies yeah. are predicated on ski season. Yeah. So it's just if like COVID gets bad. They can't have it and their economy dies. And so it's like, we'll wear the masks, like bring in the skiers. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but it was weird to have to wear a mask outside. I went running. It was weird. I had a thing I had to pull up. Like, it, it kind of sucked. But, hey, I bought it by the rules. Yep. Uh, all right. We got to eat some ribs. Yeah. It's, uh, this, we've been it's going been, close to 60 minutes now. Um, this was fun. We, we will be back, I think, next. So, a few, few announcements. Yeah. We'll probably it's, be it's back next in, Friday, right? Yeah. Or Saturday. No, I think it's next Friday. Maybe. We should confirm with Scott. Yeah. Right? So, so we will be live streaming next weekend. It will be Friday or Saturday. We're going to do the Q&A. People ask us a ton of questions. And I, I got really sick. It wasn't COVID. I couldn't do the Q&A. And then we were traveling. Yeah. Sorry. But next weekend, we're going to be on our buddy Scott. He, he went out. He owns a brewery. He has a brewery-specific podcast. A brewery, you know, BSing around podcast we're going to be on. We'll post it on Instagram. And then the other night, we'll be on our podcast. So it'll be back-to-back. Oh, and then we'll get some guests back on here and we'll be back to the usual routine. Took a month off. We're back. Yeah, it's good to take some time off. It's good to take some time off. I don't know. It's kind of fun also not announcing these. Yeah, I like it. Um, It is kind of fun. So, yeah. And thanks for everybody for the super thanks for chats. The super chats. Honestly, yeah. thank you. We, that money goes to a good cause. Maybe we'll have to buy Kyle a chair anyway, <laughs> yeah. even though he'll hate it and he won't use it. He'll probably make a video burning the chair we bought for him. They, uh, they bought for him. Right, our 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 people bought him a chair. I bet he would do something funny. With yeah, him. so we'll either buy Kyle a chair or we'll do something good with the money. So yeah, all right, people, this was fun. Yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks Thank for joining you. us on this Saturday night. Bye bye. Be safe. Have a good night.